Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1312. Today I'm celebrating the Coyote Creek Concord that takes place on June 23rd at the Coyote Creek Golf Club in Morgan Hill, California. To learn more, go to the CoyoteCreekConcord.com website. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful San Jose, California, Dave Delaquilla. Hey, Dave, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right. Dave Delaquilla is a senior user experience designer who was the product designer for eBay Mortars, a site that we all love to visit. I go there way too often, by the way. He is the founder and CEO of Sports Car Adventures, a company that provides tours in classic sports cars around the back roads of Northern California. Dave is also in charge of the Coyote Creek Concours Drive that takes place on June 22nd, a day before the Concours. As a lifelong automotive enthusiast, Dave started with a 1968 MGB GT his parents gave him in college. I think we're going to learn a little bit about that car. He and his family are regular participants in rallies around Northern California, and they have amassed a collection of great driving automobiles that include an MGA twin cam, Triumph GT6 Plus, an MGB Roadsters, BMW E36 M3 and E39 M5, some of my favorites, and a 2.5 liter Mazda MX-5. So Dave, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for not only automobiles, but driving them? You bet. Thanks. I want to first thank you for having me on your show. And, You're uh, welcome. And, and also, stop me if you've heard any of this before. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a little insider joke between Dave and I. I'm not going to stop you today, my friend. You just go pedal to the metal. Appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, it's really an honor to be on your show. Um, thank you. Long-time listener. really love it. So first of all, yeah, um, about my name, Delaquilla. Um, the Italians in the audience will know I'm mispronouncing it. In Italy, it's pronounced Delaquilla. But uh, it actually means from the eagle. It's uh, And it's, there's a little town in Italy called L'Aquila. But actually, my story really starts with my grandfather. Um, he came from Italy in a little town called Caserta. And when he was 16, uh, he came over to uh, New York in 1906 with $50 in his pocket and um, really made a great life for himself. And, and interestingly, my story is kind of a, a, a lot about the apple not falling far from the tree. And, uh, and what's interesting is that my grandfather actually started out as a bike mechanic and had a lot of interesting mechanical skills. He was a welder and uh, he was also really into cars. He had a couple of old Packards. And while he was in New York, he uh, got married, had five kids. My dad was the fifth of five kids. And long story short, he joined the Air Force when he was a teenager and came out to California and fell in love with California, really loved the weather and set up shop here. And interestingly, he came out here uh, in the early 60s and landed a job at Fairchild Semiconductor and really was at the beginning of the whole really Silicon Valley revolution that, that started around the time. And uh, and interestingly, my dad you know, wasn't a real huge car fanatic, but um, he had a couple of interesting cars. And one of the things about his job was it allowed him to uh, move his family to Japan. So when he worked for Fairchild, he moved to Japan to set up training facilities for the Japanese manufacturing companies over there to use Fairchild test equipment. And while in Japan, that's when I was born. And so uh, another unusual thing about my background, I was born in Tokyo. And while he was there, he uh, 
purchased a uh, 1966 Opel Cadet L, a four-door Cadet L, in Japan, which he uh, picked up in Germany at the factory and then drove all throughout Europe. So really, that was my first big road trip that I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't remember. I was only two. But yeah. I think uh, that may have actually uh, influenced uh, my love for road trips later on. And um, so if we fast forward a little bit, I was raised in Silicon Valley, uh, which is you know right at the heart of where Apple Computer is. And my passion for cars really started around age 10, when on a business trip to Europe, um, I went along with my, my, my parents. And uh, through some of his business dealings, he actually um, knew the chief engineer of Maserati at the time. Which uh, So I was able to get a tour of the Maserati factory by Giulio Alfieri, oh, the wow. chief engineer. Of, yeah, it was a big deal in it and and for the rest of that trip i remember studying those owners manuals for all the, for the boras and the maracs and the camsons and it became an expert on those cars and and really gave a lot of the dealers back in california a hard time because <laughs> <laughs> you uh, knew more than they did <laughs> yeah it was, it was really a funny thing and so so the boras will actually come back and play a role in my life a little bit later on but um when I was in high school, my first job was at a bike shop. And I think that really was what kind of got me interested in, in things that are in mechanical things and mm-hmm. understanding how things worked. And and in fact, uh, I saved up my money mowing lawns and and bought an Italian super bike. I bought a Paletti Super Record, which is you know, full oh, count yellow. Yeah. And, and I raced it for a little while when I was 18. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Computers were starting to take off at the time. And so I decided to uh, study computer science at UC Davis. So moved to Davis, started studying computer science. And about the same time, my parents had uh, purchased a uh, this, uh, the MGB GT. Yeah. And they uh, handed that car down to me when I was in college. And so I didn't really know the background of the car at the time. But uh, I really liked it. My wife and I, who was my girlfriend at the time, we took the car up to Canada for the World's Fair in 1986. And uh, the car ran great. And that was um, one of my next big road trips. So a little bit later, I I landed a job in the high-tech field back in in Silicon Valley and uh, started my career as a user experience designer, as you alluded to. And what's interesting about uh, the user experience design is that it's something that actually is what my love for cars is all about. If you think about cars, they really are the ultimate user experience machine. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so I was quickly drawn into the world of user experience because my job is to make using software a fun and pleasurable experience. And, yeah. and um, so for the next 10, 20 years, uh, I was focused on this, and the MG started to suffer from a little bit of neglect. And during this time, we had two boys, and uh, and they had a an interest in the car early on, probably because of my older brother, who's actually his full career is working on uh, classic sports cars. And we would spend every year camping at Laguna Seca uh, for the Monterey Historics. And, uh, and then they became interested in the MG. Uh, actually, that car became sort of their classroom for how to work on cars and how to drive cars as well. They both learned how to drive on that, on that BGT. How cool. <laughs> that, that's cool. I love the way it came all the way back around to the third generation. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's been an interesting ride. And, and in fact, it's fun talking about my automotive path because uh, so uh, so often I end up talking to people about you know my, my experience with the uh, – with software design, when really my my true passion is is with uh, automotive, with cars, yeah. Well, I have a lot of guests in the show whose their main career is not in automotive, but they found ways to wrap their passion into all the different parts of their lives, just like you have. And we're going to learn a lot more about this as we move through your journey. But first, I like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on cars. Yeah. So, Dave, I know you love to drive. Take the wheel. <laughs> 
Thanks. Yeah, you know, I think I have a, a bunch of things that I try to pass on to my kids to try to help them be happy and successful. But I, I try not to view problems as obstacles and, and really try to view them as learning opportunities and that you're really never too old to learn new things and to never stop learning. And I really like Benjamin Franklin's quote about people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. I love that quote, too, by uh, Franklin, because people just go, why did this not work? You go back and ask them, well, what did you plan? to see this thing all the way through. Did you do any planning or did you just jump in head first? Kind of like going out to the pool at night and diving in and then you forgot to make sure there was enough water in the pool. Most definitely, uh, planning and then working your plan. That's another one of those quotes in business. Build a plan, work your plan uh, is so important. And uh, I guess it goes all the way back to Boy Scouts. Be prepared by having a plan. Don't just hike off into the woods and hope that everything goes well because you might get lost. You might run into a bear. Would you go back and share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars? Now, you really already told us this story with the MGB, but maybe there was a pivotal moment in that experience that helped you realize, you know what, I'm a car. Yeah, well, you know, my automotive journey, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I started out with a couple of fairly mundane cars. My first car was a 74 74 Fiat 124 and uh, that I was handed down from my mom. And when uh, I got that car, that's when she got the MGB GT. Mm. And uh, and then I got the GT when I was in college and uh, we sold the Fiat. And, and my first new car actually was a, a 92 Acura Integra LS Special, which uh, put a nice. lot of miles on that car. Actually, yeah. we, we still have it. It's got over 230,000 miles. It just won't die. Wow. Uh, my youngest son is driving that now. And I had that for about 15 years when you know, I was getting to the stage where either call it a midlife crisis, wanting something a little bit more interesting, but I fell in love with a third generation Mazda MX-5. And and when I got that car, boy, talk about a great user experience. It just does everything right. You know, it's, it's, it just is such a fun car to drive. And what's interesting is that even though I grew up in Silicon Valley, I must have spent a couple of decades just working in the valley. And what's interesting is that valleys are surrounded by mountains, and we've got some killer mountain roads that I knew that I used to train on when I was on my bike, but I never really put a great driving car together with those roads, and it completely transformed the way I started thinking about cars. And I think that's really when my automotive journey took off, is, is when you appreciate a well-balanced machine that's designed for driving fun roads, and that's when really the wheels started turning. And I said, this is an experience that a lot of people never get to to enjoy, and uh, and that's really kind of what, what led to my interest with uh, Sports Car Adventures. Absolutely, and we're going to learn about Sports Car Adventures in a little bit, but first I want you to talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced. Kind of walk us through that challenge that you had. Tell us, kind of get dirty, get your fingers under the hood, and get them a little greasy, but more importantly, what did that situation teach you that was valuable so that you could move forward in a positive way? Yeah, so this, this is an interesting story, and, and we're going to go to a little bit of a dark place. So Okay, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We'll come back out on the light with the light on the other end, I promise. So the, so the 68 GT, as I mentioned, you know, I've had it for a long time. And, and as we moved, as my wife and I, we moved a couple different houses, the GT followed us along. And, and as my boys were old enough to drive it, as I mentioned earlier, they were active participants in some vintage rallies. Hopefully we'll talk about that in a bit. So when my younger son actually was uh, about 16, he, had, he called me up when I was actually on a drive myself and asked if he could take the MGB GT out on his own. And I was a little reluctant, but I wanted to trust him. And I, and I, and I wanted him to feel like, you know, he had that kind of freedom to do that. So I agreed to let him do it. And 30 minutes later, I get a call 
He's crying. Of course, I asked him what happened. He goes, I totaled the MG. And I went, oh, my God. Of course, I asked him if he's okay at first. But then it's like, what happened? And he couldn't even talk. And so so we drove over to the to the, where it happened. And, and uh, the whole front of the car was just completely uh. thin. And it was being pulled up onto a flatbed. And, and you know, I really had a, a parenting moment here where I could have grounded him for life. I could have gone that route. But I said, you know what? Let's make this a, a learning opportunity. And thankfully, he was okay. And I said, well, you know, the car looks like we can repair it. But of course, you're going to pay for it. But what I want to happen is I want you to do all the work on it yourself. And so that he would gain an appreciation for what went into the car and really get a sense of what the car means to myself, my wife and our family, because we've had it for such a long time. And The good news is that he did a fantastic job getting it all back together. And it really did teach him about how old cars came to are put together and and really how to take care of them. And and has now he's formed a terrific appreciation for it. And in fact, he's uh, just started a job as an apprentice at a uh, high end British classic uh, car restoration shop here in Morgan Hill. So, yeah, it's got a happy ending. And if you see the car, you'll you'll notice it because the the, the area that was damaged, I've left in primer uh, just as a reminder for, you know, making sure that uh, you don't exceed your own abilities and you have to respect the machinery. Well, especially old machinery, because it doesn't stop as quick. These new cars we have these days have really dumbed down drivers because they do things so well. They're so safe. You can have horrific accidents and walk away. And in an old car, you can die really quick. You know, I love the example you gave here of teaching him a lesson versus uh, what many adults would do is either come unglued and ban him from ever driving the cars, or worse, oh, well, we'll just get you another car. And believe me, I've seen many people do that, and the kids learn absolutely nothing out of this situation, and they go on to crash the next one, and the next one, and the next one. It's horrific. So it's just a wonderful story with with a very, very happy and positive ending. What an awesome story. See, I know we were going to come out in the light here at the end. I knew there was going to be a little uh, excitement at the end. I think that's great. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. Now, again, you've already kind of touched on this. I like to ask my guests about their first really special car. So maybe this moves forward in your your uh, life to a car that you saved up for, a car that was really special for you. And, and give us a memory you have about that ride. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I was thinking about this question. And, of course, the GT really is a special car. And what's interesting is that it sat in my garage for such a long time and I didn't really fully appreciate just not only how much fun the car is to drive, but what the what a rich history the BGTs have and, and, yeah. and the MGBs in general. You know, they they raced at Sebring, they won their classes in sixty two and uh really have a tremendous history, rallying history. And it wasn't until I started looking into that history that I realized that the car I, that I had since I was in high school it really is a, a remarkable piece of automotive history that not only be cherished and enjoyed, but also um, really respected for what it accomplished. I mean, it, before the Miata showed up, I mean, you know, it, the MGB was the best-selling sports car in the world. Yeah, and, they're great. Uh, they're so much fun to drive. Yeah, they they really are fun. Yeah, I love them. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back? You know, not really. My One of my problems is I don't like to sell my cars. I like all the ones that I have. And I, Good for you. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I've got, I'm up to a little over 20 right now. Hey, I love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't have any sellers anymore because uh, I haven't really sold anything yet. So <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, I'm jealous. Uh, there's so many that I've let go and, you know, out of 1,312 past guests, 1,311, you're 1,312. Lots of sad stories here about letting cars go. So you're a wise guy for, well, you're not a wise guy, you're a wise man for keeping all your cars. 
and I can't tell you how many times I've heard people when they see the MGs, they say, you know, my dad used to have one of those things or my uncle used to have it. And I love that car. They sold it or I had to sell it when I had a kid. And boy, everybody has that, that story. And oh, uh, they do. I didn't want to have that happen to me. So <laughs> I've got a bunch of them. Well, let's talk about today and what has you excited and fired up. I know that you're involved in the Coyote Creek Concours. Yep. I've been uh, working hard to promote them through my podcast here. It's a fantastic event that takes place on June 23rd, but you are the guy in charge of the tour That's the right. day before on the 22nd. A shout out to Kathy Bedoni, Bedoni who has uh, put this whole thing together. I would love for you to talk about what you have planned, how much fun these tours are, because I participated in a bunch of them. The last one I did was with the La Jolla Concours in a 1930, I think it was a 1931 Bentley. Drove wow. all over San Diego County in that thing. Wow, what fun. Uh, the event takes place at the Coyote Creek Golf Club in Morgan Hills, California, just south of San Jose. So tell us about this tour you have planned. Yeah, we have a really fun day planned. And and I want to also say uh, thank you to Kathy and Steve for uh, allowing me to be involved in the organization of this event. Now, as you know, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, I love driving. I love organizing tours. That's really what Sports Car Adventures is all about. And so what I've designed here is about a, a little bit less than 80 mile back roads drive starting from the Coyote Creek Golf Course. And we're going to make our way down on some of my favorite roads. In fact, a lot of the roads we take on Sports Car Adventures. And we're going to end up at the Laguna Seca Raceway. And we're going to do a couple of parade laps oh, cool. uh, yeah, before lunch. So I, I think we're going to have a really fun time. We've got about 50 cars already signed up. It really is some of the, the prettiest roads in the South County area that I think a lot of people who may have lived in the area for a while might not even be aware of. So I, I tried my best to come up with an interesting route that shows off some of the more uh, enjoyable roads in our backyard. What are some of the cars that are going to be participating in the tour? You know, I just looked at the list uh, the other day, and there's going to be quite a few Ferraris. Uh, we've got a, a, several Corvettes, which are the two featured marks. At, mm-hmm. um, but there's, it's going to run the whole gamut. Um, I know that uh, there's going to be several MGs, a couple of older British sports cars, a couple of old uh, uh, older American cars. But yeah, we're going to have a, a pretty good selection of stuff out there. So um, it yeah. should, be, should be fun. Sounds like fun. Now I want you to talk more about Sports Car Adventures, this sidepreneur business that you have. Tell our listeners how it works. Um, the fact that you have cars for them to drive so they can experience different kinds of cars on tours. So uh, give us your best pitch here. Yeah, well, it's interesting. The whole idea started when I found out about the local Northern California vintage rally scene. There's sort of the, the the high dollar events like the California Mille. So the idea for Sports Car Adventures came about after I completed a number of the Northern California vintage rallies, which are two-day driving events that are for pre-1975 cars. And, and they're really all driver's cars. So we're talking MGs, BMWs, Porsches, Alphas, Jags, uh, and we just have a great time. It's really a fun event, and it's really one of the things that I enjoy most of all doing nowadays. And I thought, boy, you know, there's probably a lot of people that would love to do something like this, sort of experience what the old rallies must have felt like uh, driving these old machines, but people can't necessarily afford to have or um, store and take care of a vintage car. So I thought, what a great idea for a business. Make these colder cars available to folks. We'll take them on short drives so they get a feel of what it's like to drive an, a true analog sports car, which is so different than a lot of the modern cars. And, and we seem to be getting towards this era of eliminating driver engagement, whereas yeah. the older cars are all about driver engagement. And unless you, it's it's kind of like surfing, you know. If and I know you're a surfer, and so I think you know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast appreciates a fine driving machine. And and, uh, yeah. and I think there's just a lot of folks, especially younger generations, who 
don't have access to these kind of things. So the idea behind sports car adventures is several fold. One, to allow people to get behind the wheel of, of a true sports car and take it on a, just a little, get an experience. And as people get more experience under their belt with with our drives then we can do more and more complex uh, more sophisticated drives and um and so also you know planning tours uh like the one for coyote creek concours and uh and just generally getting people that love driving old cars together and enjoying them together that's really what it's all about uh it's fantastic where can people learn more about signing up to Take one of your tours. So you can go to uh, my website, which is sportscaradventures.us. And uh, I also have an Instagram account, um, sportscaradventures, where I post a lot of photos from the drives and just a lot of the interesting car-related events that I do. Cool. Is it sports with an S, sports car adventures? That's right. Okay. Make sure I get that right. Well, Dave, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah! Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you, Dave. Kind of put you on the psychologist couch, the car psychologist couch. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, you were actually manifested into a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a car, a truck, or a bike. What kind of car would Dave be and why? I think it'd have to be the, the 1968 MGB GT. <laughs> and uh, the reason for that is that you know, it's an honest car. It's, it's, uh, it's not pretentious. It really doesn't try to be anything that it's not. It's got a really 
kind of an interesting history. As I mentioned earlier, it was rallied in some of the legendary road rallies like the Monte Carlo and the Sebring. It's easy to maintain. No special tools required. And if it's really taken care of properly, it'll last a lifetime. It's versatile, good looking. It's got Italian design. Not a lot of people know that uh, the GT is uh, designed by Pininfarina. Yeah. And, and most of all, I think it's, it's easy to fall in love with and fun to be with. So I think that would be the car that I would be. Just like Dave. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect description. I love it. All right. We are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that MGB throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I think it'd have to be, if something looks too good to be true, it probably is. And uh, don't fall in love with the car you're considering purchasing and always be prepared to walk away from a deal. Don't be afraid yeah. to say no. Yeah, I always advise, bring a friend who's very skilled and knowledgeable about that car and tell him to talk you out of it. <laughs> that, that usually works pretty well. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Always try to have a positive attitude. And always try to view problems as opportunities to learn something new. Yeah, that's one thing I know about you, Dave. That's a great way to go through life. Fantastic. How about a resource? Would you share one with our listeners that you've learned a lot from and you enjoy? Well, I think the internet is probably one of the most amazing resources that's come to the car world in the past 30 years. And uh, it's transformed the way people work with older cars. And so, of course, eBay, I think, is a great resource. But I think even more so, Instagram has turned out to be a tremendous resource for not just marketing, but also finding other people that have similar interests and and learning about other companies. Uh, I've learned, I found out about so many companies I never knew existed through Instagram because I'm following keywords that would also uh, appeal to or apply to these other businesses. And it's turned out to be a tremendous resource. So, you know, I think I've made three purchases in the last two weeks because of Instagram ads for products I never knew existed. Yeah, it's and amazing. You wonder it, if they think, if they know what you're thinking. It, it's a it little almost, spooky. It is a little bit creepy, but uh, yeah, but it's turned out to be, it's like, oh, I, I could absolutely use one of those things. And then I think if I were to add one more, uh, I would say I love. Uh, Petrolicious, and uh, I, and I think that you know it really does capture the essence of what we're all talking about in terms of the passion for these older machines, and they really do have soul. And uh, I think they do a great job of of capturing that in their videos. Yeah, Afshin, the founder of that show, has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, I love the Petrolicious movies. Uh, he's done a fantastic job with that brand. In fact, when I started Cars Yeah podcast, I really wanted to do videos like that, but. I don't think I had the checks or the funding that he got somehow because I just thought, how am I going to pull that one off? That's expensive. But uh, uh, he definitely has is, is done a fantastic job with that and just keeps growing. Really fun to watch. Now, if you could uh, have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Another great question. You know, I, I thought about this and, you know, my, I had to narrow down the list to to folks that, that uh, I think have something to do with user experience and 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 really just making the automotive interesting for people to do. And Cecil Kimber came to mind. A lot of people don't maybe not know uh, that mm. he's the guy that's been founded MG uh, cars uh, back in the late 20s. But, you know, Ken Miles, another person who, a driver and a mechanic that uh, yeah. really did what Mario Andretti, Enzo Ferrari, Carol Shelby, <laughs> Sterling Moss. Pinnacle. Oh, my gosh. I was yeah. only going to say a drink. You've got a whole dinner party going here. But, uh, you know, and in fact, I, I think the, the name that comes to mind is it would be Giorgetto Giugiaro, uh, the person who, ah. who designed some of those beautiful early uh, cars that uh, that I saw when I was 10 at the Maserati factory. But, you know, he also did, uh, you know, the Alpha GTVs, uh, the De Tomasa Mangusta, the BMW M1, Lotus Esprit S1, DeLorean, just tremendous works of art that are timeless classics. And, and uh, I, I really admire his work. 
I would love yeah, to. Yeah, I believe he designed uh, the first new car I ever bought, which was the first generation uh, VW Scirocco. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, remember that. And uh, you used to think, wow, I've got a car designed by a really famous guy here who designed some wonderful sports cars. And that was a great car, too. I had it for nine years, actually. It was a wonderful car, daily driver. Great ride. Absolutely. How about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, another good one. I, you know, I, I loved Go Like Hell, which I just found out yeah. they're making a movie into, uh, which is supposed to be yeah. out later this week. Yeah, uh, or Christian later this Bale's going to play uh, uh, Ken Miles. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm so I'm, I'm anxious to see how they portray Ken and uh, Carol. It's Carol, gonna be, yeah. It's, it's going to be really a uh, great story. But the book is fantastic. I highly recommend everybody read that. But, but honestly, I think the one that really made a big difference for me is is uh, a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, a Stanford Carol, oh, professor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's really about how, uh, you know, your personality and your intelligence, those are things that can be changed with a little bit of work. If you just change the way you think about things, you can have a positive influence on everything around you and the things that happen to you. So I, I was really impressed by that book, and I recommend it to people. Great book, absolutely. And uh, A.J. Bame, author of Go Like Hell, has been a guest here on Cars, yeah. So, uh, you can go back into the Cars yeah website and listen to my talk with him. Fascinating guy. I'll remind your listeners you can find all these great resources that Dave has shared with us today on his very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just type in Dave Delaquilla. I'll give you a spelling there. D-E-L-L apostrophe A-Q-U-I-L-A. And all these great resources will pop right up. All right, Dave, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. But there are some rules to this game that are going to make it very hard for a guy with a garage like yours. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You have to drive it. That's not a hard one for you. But here's the kicker. It's the only collector car you can have in your garage. That's what's going to make it hard for you. So what can I buy you today, Dave? That's a tough one, Mark. You know, I, know. I, 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 I really had to rack my mind. But I, I zeroed in on just an absolutely stunningly beautiful car. It would be the 1955 Maserati 200S, the Tipo 52. And it's not the big 250S uh, or even the, the Tipo 61, the birdcage, but it's it's a little bit smaller. It's a little bit, uh, it's, a, it's a, I think, a little bit purer car. It's back to the fundamentals. It's a two-liter double overhead cam with uh, double Weber DCO3s and and uh, only 28 of them were made and it competed oh, wow. in a lot of the big events in the late 50s and early 60s did quite well but it's just such a beautiful car I actually saw one at the historics at Monterey and just fell in love with the car it's just really beautiful that's a sexy car I mean that thing is just so gorgeous and yeah what's fun about it is you can drive it on the track or the road yeah it's one of those cars it's a crossover car everything about it is absolutely fantastic the only bad part of that car for me is it's going to be very expensive for me to buy you this car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's okay. I think you'll take good care of this thing and definitely take it on a lot of drives there in Northern California Absolutely. and enjoy it, which is what those cars need to be done. And I believe I saw that same car at Laguna Seca having gone to the historics for 30 plus years now. So, yeah, they're just uh, nothing bad about the 55 Maserati 200S Tipo 52. Dave, you've taken us on a great tour today. I knew you would, because that's what you do. I've enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you give us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the northern California hills in that 55 Maserati? Yeah, you know, I never thought I'd quote Oprah Winfrey, but she did say something that really stuck with me, and that is that there's no such thing as luck, and that luck is really the intersection of where preparation meets opportunity. Ah, I love that. Yeah, I really love that that quote. Um, you know, I, I think the, the you know the car is really the ultimate 
user experience delivery mechanism. It appeals to all your senses. And uh, I don't think that there's really anything that, uh, that I enjoy doing more than getting behind the wheel of an analog, true sports car and taking it on a nice twisty road. It's almost as if the roads are the songs and the cars are the instruments. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I think about that every time I go out. It, it just brings me so much joy. And I just want to share that with other people. That was very nicely said. I might take that quote and use that sometime in the future. That was great. And again, what's the best place for our listeners to learn more about sports car adventures? Well, if you want to kind of see what I'm up to day to day, Instagram is the best spot, Sports Car Adventures, and the website is sportscaradventures.us. And also, I want to remind all of you, if you're going to be in the San Jose, Northern California area around June 23rd, attend the Coyote Creek Concours. I think you're going to have a fantastic time. It's in a beautiful setting at the Golf Club in Morgan Hills. Absolutely spectacular. You can say hello to Dave there because he's going to have a big smile on his face from the day before of taking all those people on a tour. You can learn more about that at coyotecreekconcord.com. I'll put links to that on Dave's show notes page. Dave, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Carsia audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate the opportunity. This was fun. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.